0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB.
1: If you look at the game, like I, I I thought we gave them way too much respect in the first period. And then we started to play our hockey in the second and third. And, and there were big, big difference. So I think that shows me that um, it's coming. It's coming that they're starting to believe we play the right way, we play hard, that um, good things will happen for us. But so is it a big game against the Stanley Cup champions? Yeah.
0: But again, I'm putting more focus on us, how we play. All the boys are starting to believe. The players for the Winnipeg Jets, big game from them yesterday. 5 nothing defeat of the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, big game Uh, big win uh, especially uh, big win carried on the backs of uh, the entire team I mean it's always a team effort here but Connor Hellebuck third shot out of the year 40 saves he's the favorite for the Vesna quarter of the way through the season Uh, and uh, gotta mention uh, the line with Wheeler Perfetti and Shifley Uh, Wheeler picking up three goals and assist, Perfetti three assists Shifley two goals and one assist and it should have been a hat trick for Mark Shifley because that was not goaltender interference. Um, I've been on the record a thousand times, and I will continue to beat this drum. Skylar Peters joining me here on the show, Pistol Pete. Um, Just get rid of goaltender interference calls. Get rid of the review altogether, because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no consistency. It's a gray area. So then if it's such a gray area, well, then why don't you just leave it up to the refs on the ice? Why does it got to go up to some clown in the video booth because there's no consistency.
1: They 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 won't figure it out up there either. So and, why I know. And the there's also the uh, the one scrum in front of Connor Hellebuck uh, obviously didn't end up being a goal because uh, Helle didn't let anything by him last night. But I mean the refs like leaning on top of the net, looking straight down. While bodies are just piling on top of our our poor goaltender, who's yeah. off to a brilliant start. I mean, if Connor Hellebuck goes down, this changes the trajectory of the season for the Winnipeg Jets, and mm-hmm. and it's just an absolute dog pile on, on top <laughs> of number thirty seven. And the refs just, oh well, we'll let this go on far longer than we should have. I couldn't believe that uh, in the second period; it was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the puck stayed out, and he thought uh, the, the official thought he he saw it, you know, clean and free the whole way. And maybe there's an opportunity for the Avs to knock it in. Um, but, uh, yeah, tale of uh, tale of a couple calls. Um, you know, always feels better to talk about them after a the 5 nothing <laughs> well, W, it's a, though. Yeah, it's if, a lot if we better. lost 5 nothing last night, uh, maybe a different
0: tone here on the program. Well, I would be just – it would be like this little angry red ball of <laughs> frustration. That's usually what happens. Uh, lots of t- uh, lots of text messages, a lot of talk for all the wrong reasons. Uh, there was a, a, a brawl yesterday. Uh, at the Jets game and uh, Pistol, that was in your that was in your section. Yeah, um, we're gonna get there and we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get Pistol's eye view on that fight coming up at twelve forty five. So stick around for that uh, as well. Do a little bit of around the league. Um, uh, as as the show goes on here, um, and, and a serious medical issue, uh, an NHL star has him out indefinitely. A second such incident and then we'll talk about that uh, after the twelve thirty news. So stick around for that as well. But he, here's a stat because I was talking to uh, Mike, the engineer, just an all around jerk, um, Mike Geis, and just a horrible guy, horrible person. Um, I'm saying that, of course, I'm what joking. A
1: description. <laughs> I <laughs> came uh, out of nowhere. No,
0: well, it's, it's just a relationship that him and I have. Um, anyway, so he was. we were talking about the game, and he said, Mark Scheifele was plus four yesterday. And he said, when was the last time Mark Scheifele was plus four? And I and I pulled up the stat. I went to hockeyreference.com. The old game log, eh? The old game log, yeah. Check the game notes, bud. Um, <laughs> it was a 5-2 win against Columbus uh, in 2019, March the 3rd. Uh, Two assists for Scheifele. That was the last time he was plus four. Um, and I know that Paul Edmonds had his NHL commentary, his Jets commentary on this and, and, and sort of what we've seen from Mark Shifley um, over the course of this season. And uh, is can we say that he's back, Skyler? I mean, because the last couple of years, we haven't seen Mark Shifley play to this level. I mean, I, I think that's a fair statement to say. Now, there's a lot of things. Is it Rick Bonus? He's back uh you know he he's 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 got to Shifley and and what that all means but I mean I don't know where do you see that whole thing yeah Mark Shifley is back
1: folks mm-hmm. um and by the way uh Mark Shifley going plus four against the 2019 Columbus Blue Jackets and Mark Shifley going plus four against the 2022 Colorado Avalanche are two very different things <laughs> yeah I would agree with one that. is way yeah. more impressive than the other mm-hmm. and one game was <laughs> I mean this is one of the most impressive Jets games uh, probably the most impressive one I've seen in person maybe ever uh in my time here in Winnipeg but uh certainly over the last couple of years that was one of the biggest statement wins and uh i yeah mark shifley just he looks like a different player i was talking about this uh with ross levitan whom i attended the game with uh last night uh in section 104 and and, i mean this guy's starting to play for a contract right that's that's starting to come up for him uh and he's due for a raise he's on one of the the best deals in the league right now probably the best deal now that Nathan McKinnon's uh big boy extension is uh you know on the on the book yeah, starting kick, next kick year kicks in next year yeah. yeah so uh I would say you know in 2023-24 Mark Shifley's probably got the uh, the best contract in the National Hockey League and well, yeah. the Winnipeg Jets do. Mark Shifley doesn't cuz he's worth way more. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's that's
0: something we'll be talking about next yeah. year. Certainly <laughs> yeah. about that. So enjoy it while yeah. it's here cuz yeah. uh,
1: he is he's playing out of his mind and I just love this line with Blake Wheeler and Cole Perfetti, man, and and talk about the the two vets are rubbing off on on the young guy, and we saw it from Cole Perfetti last night. What Jets fans hopefully can look forward to for the next decade or so, because uh, yeah, it's there, and uh, he's in the Calder Trophy race. We've got we've got Jets uh, a Jets representative in in the Calder Trophy race. Obviously the Vesna race, um, the Norris. We got to start talking about Josh Morrissey for that. He's thirty-five to one on betting sites, which is criminal. Wow! And Rick Bonus uh, should uh, you know get some consideration for the Jack Adams as coach of the year as well. So uh, yeah, lots what a great time. To,
0: yeah, lots to lots to definitely watch. And you know Cole Perfetti. That's exactly right. Uh, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the, what what you saw yesterday was. Where he's headed and the trajectory he was headed, so now he's playing with with Shifley and Wheeler and, and you know Rick Bonus actually talked about this before was he wanted to start the season off with two big bodies. He wanted to keep him with Pld and Wheeler just to let him to be able to develop and get comfortable over the first quarter of the year. He's, he hasn't always been great. He, he's had some off games. That's that's absolutely for sure, but. Listen, he's a rookie in the league. He's twenty years old. Uh, I think he turns twenty-one on on January first. Um, and so, I mean, he's he's a real young he's a real young kid. And when you see that pass, that he made that backhand pass to to Blake Wheeler, um, you saw where things were going. You you see where 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 he's headed. You see where he's headed here. I want to talk about the shot clock too, Pistol. Um, Avalanche forty to twenty-three in terms of the shot clock. They, I mean, you would consider that. Usually, you'd look again at the at the game log you look at the game sheets over and you say wow okay well, it looks sounds like Connor Hellebuck you know kept them in the game when when you have a shot like that and the jets didn't generate enough offense there was not one moment in that game particularly in the in the second and the third period um you know it was it was pretty 50-50 in the first there but in the second and the third period there was not there was not many moments where i didn't feel like the Winnipeg Jets weren't in control of that game and yeah Connor Hellebuck you're making 40 saves against the Colorado Avalanche. You get your third shutout of the year. Uh, of the year, you, you had a fantastic game. I think it was second star. Um, but the Winnipeg Jets played really, really well around him. And, and this is something Rick Bonus has talked about as well: keeping shots to the outside, giving them the easy ones, and protecting the slot, protecting those danger areas uh, where you know you give a team like the Colorado Avalanche, they're going to take a mile.
1: Well, and, and the Winnipeg jets did to the Colorado avalanche what the Colorado avalanche are used to doing to the other 31 mm-hmm. teams in the national yeah. hockey league. Like there was this, uh, probably a good 92nd, two minute span right at the end of the second period, um, which was right in front of my perch in, in section one Oh four last night where the jets were just buzzing around five on five and the Avs were just on their heels, like looking around swinging their sticks and, and they couldn't touch the puck and like it's like
0: that churning right that churning that they do and
1: it's it's you see it from nathan mckinnon and gabriel Landeskog and those guys and kale mccarr and they did it at times but it was the jets who sustained that pressure all night last night um shift to shift and they'd and they'd cycle through lines and they just keep on going no problem Mm -hmm. like it was uh it was incredible um and that shows you where this team is at to to do it against a Navs team and and avalanche fans last night oh we're we're missing some guys. Like the Winnipeg Jets are missing some guys too. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. injuries happen in hockey. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, don't get me going on Avalanche fans. But um, well, it, we'll it's talk about so, that a little. Bit it's later so on impressive. Are they to, driving to you watch. nuts?
0: Were they pestering you? Were they poking they, you? Well, you know what, you and come you? you
1: come off a cup win, and and you get you you earn that. Like I'm a I'm a Blackhawks fan at heart. So, yeah, and I'm still riding these three cups because. <laughs> There's nothing else good going on. Well, you were a young man. Right
0: I mean, you had those, you had your bright you had bright eyes and chubby cheeks back then uh, yeah. when you were watching those. 2010, I was 13 years old. Oh God. So that's, yeah. that's like prime Screaming time to in like my watch, basement. like as a hockey fan, like I missed out on that because I was, you know, I was always a Jets fan. My family, always Jets fan. So I missed out on like that age when I was like 13 and, right. you know, it's like hockey is the best and your team wins and it's like the greatest thing of all time. And I mean, it's still, it's still great, but there's something to be said when you're like that age.
1: Well, and I, and I, and I would be a Jets fan. Fan, if they were here in my, oh, like, you yeah. know, right? Like oh, I, w- sure. I, w- I would I oh, would No, not kidding. My Flap first favorite player it. was Matt Sundin, actually. Okay, um, and the Leafs, and I switched over to the Hawks when when uh, Jonathan Taves got drafted, and that worked out pretty well for everybody involved. I'd say, but mm-hmm. and and you see that because a lot of the people wearing those Avalanche jerseys last night were around my age, because they grew up. Mm-hmm. without a local team, and you latch on to somebody, and the Avs, you know, the Milan-Haydukes of, uh, yeah. you know, back in the day, that kind of thing. So um, totally. that was a great game. You know, the, the energy in the crowd was good, a little too good at some points. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, man. And that's three statement wins against Central Division opponents on home ice now. The 4 nothing win against St. Louis, we're not really sure where St. Louis is at this year, really. they, mm-hmm. You know, I'm still, not, I'm still not getting a read on them. The 4-1 win no against idea. Dallas... Uh, on November 8th, and now this 5 nothing win against Colorado. The Winnipeg Jets bring their A game on the biggest nights. Yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm fine with them laying an egg out east on an Eastern Conference, you know, a 6 well, p.m. start once in a while. Yeah, it's, if it's,
0: they come back and they defend home ice like they yeah, have. Yeah, it's why you can give up that extra point against Carolina. Now, you don't like how you gave up that extra point with those three empty net goals, but you can kind of be like, okay, it's Carolina, they're out east. You know, you can... You can suck up, hand handing them an yeah. extra point there. The
1: Dallas one on Friday night heard a uh, little more. Well, it's the team you're chasing, yeah, but let's, let's,
0: we're not going to talk about that. Onward and upward. Yeah, sure. these guys—they
1: uh, got the Michael I'm, Shane I'm mentality. Just, I'm
0: just—I'm just recovering from that—that uh, that decision. I think it had a lot to do with with. Why the fans were so upset about that uh about that goaltender interference. I think it was a little bit from from both there. Yep. Uh real quick here, we got to take a break, but uh just wanna mention this. Um penalty kill. Three for three against the best PP uh on the planet mm. there comes into it thirty three, over thirty-three plus percent. Um made them look foolish several times uh during the penalty. Chances are the penalty if you give kid, the yeah. Colorado
1: Avalanche three power plays, they're gonna score a goal. The exact that's, that's what it is. <laughs> By
0: the numbers, yeah.
1: One hundred percent. So you did your job on the PK and yeah. and you know what I loved Kyle Lowry, Axel Janssen, Fialby and those guys getting a start. They, mm. they started the first. They got all those big D-zone starts against the top guys, and they did their job.
0: And that's what they're out there to do, and they've yeah. been very, very good at it. Uh, of course, next game coming up, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They'll be in town on Friday, 5 o'clock pregame show, 7 o'clock puck drop here on 680 CJLB. Hey, download the Jets at Noon podcast. You can find it on Apple and Spotify and all that great stuff. Uh, we're coming for the Couch Potatoes, already the number three podcast. Uh, here in the CJOB network you better be on
1: your spotify wrapped next
0: year yeah because i'm com- what i'm coming for those couch potatoes like you yeah. would not believe jeff Braun,
1: he's driving home right now him and clay young i know they're listening
0: we're coming for. Well, you. I'm coming for those couch potatoes. <laughs> um, looking to top them uh, in the next little bit here, uh, as well. And we'll get to this at 12:30. Another serious medical issue: as an NHL star out indefinitely. His second such incident. Uh, I'll tell you all about that after 12:30. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Pistol Pete Skyler Peters. He's in the. He's going to be in the big chair until three o'clock here. Yeah. Yeah, he's in for for, uh, Jim Toth, who's going to be missing today, at least. We'll see how how he's doing. Uh, He's just off a little bit here. Um, But I I teased the information heading out of the other break. Uh, Scary incident here. Chris Letang, out indefinitely. This was just uh, tweeted out by the Penguins before we started the show today. Out indefinitely after suffering a stroke on Monday. Letang is not experiencing any lasting effects of the stroke and will continue to undergo a series of tests over the next week the team says he's um as well um he reported symptoms on Monday uh this is Letang's second stroke in 2014 uh, he also had one in in 2014 so uh yeah i mean a guy i mean just as you, as you as you said Skylar i mean a guy that that just just signed a long-term deal with the penguins he's there there's no indication that he's going to be slowing down or, or or looking to end his career i mean a guy at his age and he. I, i'm not even sure how old how old is he? He is thirty
1: three. I'm 33. saying that thirty-five.
0: Thirty-five. Okay. But a guy like that signs a six-year deal. I mean, he he's looking to play that entire period of time here. But um obviously there's some things that are more important than than playing hockey, yeah. and we hope hope for the best for him. Hundred percent. Yeah. So. It's
1: it's uh it's tough for the pens because obviously there's so many questions going into this offseason. Mm-hmm. Thought this would kind of be the end of their, their golden era, maybe. They get they get Latang, they get Malkin, they get Crosby back. Crosby's leading the league in even strength points. Yeah. Malkin has had a great last couple of years, and latang has been so rock steady for them. Uh, 26, 22, 26, 23, 23 minutes his last five games. Yeah,
0: you, you you know that as long as they have those three guys, the Penguins think Yeah, Well, they you can put me on the line
1: with, with Sid <laughs> yeah. and Jake Gensel. I'd have six goals. Playing 18 minutes a night, just stand by the net. Something's going to hit me.
0: Yeah. Like, and if you have those three guys on your team, I mean, you, you, you certainly have that feeling like, hey, if we get into the playoffs, we can yeah. we can still make a run. So, um, But we'll, we'll wait and see, of course. And all the best out to Chris, mm-hmm. Chris Latang and all that sort of thing. Anyway, some of your guys' text messages here 204 780 6868. In regards to Wheeler, Chris, Chris says, and you all wanted to run him out of town last year. <laughs> now he's scoring Hatties and playing like it's 2018. Yep. Thanks for the thanks for the thing, crazy. You know, I've I, I've I've always been a big fan of Blake Wheeler, and um, I I we we can talk about this. Best thing that could have happened to him was they took the sea off of him.
1: Yeah, because, who would have thought that when it happened? Oh,
0: I mean, there was sort of this belief um, that he was going to take it poorly, um, that he was going to be you know, uh, you know, his ego was going to be bruised about it. Um, and I, I think there's definitely a part of that. I mean, he's talked about how proud he is and how proud he was to be a captain in the national hockey league, to be a captain of a Canadian franchise. I mean, that's not something you, you ever take lightly. Um, but you know, Wheeler's 21, 20 points in 21 games. No, one's going to complain about his $8.25 million contract. That's good money for a guy. That's nearly a point a game. Plus two, seven goals comes off of a, a big night here, you know, and, it's just this is what it's added up to. I I'm not sure, and we'll never know the answer to this question, uh, Pistol. But we'll never know the answer to this question. But would he be playing the way that? And maybe this is a question asked listeners two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. I don't think he would be playing the way he is right now if he was still the captain of this team. I think it was weighing heavy on him, and he admitted yeah. as, he admitted as much in that press conference at the at the iceplex uh, uh, heading into the season, the yeah. hoc, now known as the Hockey for All Center.
1: He um, he looks. Like five years younger on the ice, he and there's still some things about captaincy that I'm sure Blake Wheeler has not let go. He was I saw him uh, chatting with the officials uh <laughs> last night. i like Blake, you really can't do that anymore. And then yeah. Josh Morrissey came in and kind of took his spot, which yeah. was so I had a good laugh about that. But there's a lot of things like we see it on the ice, and you know, fans that are really in touch with the team that you know listen to the audio after practice and that stuff see a little more. But there's so much about being a captain in the NHL that you don't see unless you're a member of, of a, of a hockey Mm -hmm. club. And, and you take all of that away from him and it's, it's a lot of responsibility. And, you know, when you've done it for so many years, like he has, and I mean, he's got a family at home. Like, like the guy goes home from work, work being a a professional hockey player and he's got a family and uh, you know, he always liked this city uh, and he's always said as much and you know, it's his home for, uh, for him and the fam and, and now he just gets to yeah play hockey. Yeah, there's, we, there's
0: more going on too, right? I mean, it's like Connor Hellebuck, his quote unquote off year. He's back to Fezna caliber 100. He's leading he's leading the voting and, and you know on the polling and stuff like that. And a quarter way through the season, he had a new he had a new baby last year. You don't think that that right. doesn't that doesn't affect. You know, home you think life. he's getting
1: a full night's sleep every night. <laughs>
0: Hell well, no, no, yeah, well, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, there's there's other stuff that goes into this. Like the, the, these are these are people. There's these are these are real people, and there's real problems going on. Um, this uh, this text this is from Dom. Hi Cam, what am I missing? You keep saying 55 got two goals. He should have had a hat trick with the disallowed goal. Well, Dom, you know how I feel about this. Have you ever listened to the program? I think they need to get rid of goaltender interference reviews. I think it's ridiculous. I think you said that earlier, yeah, I'm going to say that again. I'll keep <laughs> saying it. I think it should just be done away with. Just absolutely. Done away with because um, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's so gray area. Who knows what it's going to be? Just get rid of it altogether. It hasn't worked. It's not working. Just accept that it's been an absolute failure. Uh, this from Alex. Uh, I wasn't sure I'd ever say that watching Wheeler would be fun again. Uh, he sure looks good. Uh, this one from Fish. He says, Gents, great game by the Jets last night. Best of the year so far. Did a gulp when we allowed a clear cut breakaway with 20 seconds. Yeah, on the that clock. Was,
1: oh yeah. That was exactly what I did. Too. Big,
0: big save by Hellebuck to keep his uh, shutout going. Um, uh, Fish also says would like to see Lowry or Dylan uh, set uh, uh, Charlie Manson or quote unquote Josh Manson straight. (laughs) Uh, He was running around trying to take a a few of our guys' heads off. Well, that's 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 what he is. That's what he's out there to do. He's out there to mix things up. And when his team's down like that, I mean, that's just the way things happen in the NHL. I mean, you anticipate that sort of thing.
1: I think uh, I think it was Morgan Barron. I'm pretty sure. Obviously, a big bot himself. Uh, He took three big bumps in one shift from from josh manson and then uh in the first i don't know if uh, paul Edmonds mentioned this on the broadcast or those who watched on tv might have mm-hmm. seen it but um manson had two officials between him and brendan Dillon, and just immediately chucked the gloves looking for a fight uh as colorado had a delayed penalty
0: yeah and uh,
1: if dylan would have kept his gloves on uh, might have been a two minute five on three because you might have got a penalty for manson there mm. it, and if that fight was never going to happen um, I do like Josh Manson, the player. Uh, he brings a lot to uh, to the Colorado Avalanche. That's why they went for him at the trade deadline and how mm-hmm. he's a cup champ. But uh, yeah, he's, he's the kind of player that, you know, he's on a central division rival and <laughs> you're not going to like him when he matches up against your guys. But he plays uh, his brand. He's, he's just like Brendan Dillon, really. So totally. uh, ende- endears himself to uh, fans of his own team and not so much all the rest.
0: Yeah, uh, 204-780-6868. How about this? Uh, uh, this one is from... Uh, our good friend uh, Kevin, the garbage man, he says, "How about discussing how Pomo Paul Maurice is doing in mm-hmm. Florida? How many Jets fans would still want Trotz?" Well, I mean, again, this is—we're we talking about questions that we're never ever going to know the answers to. I mean, would the Jets be where they are right now if Barry Trotz accepted their offer? I don't know. It's worked out pretty dang well with Rick Bonus. I mean, the team. If you look at points percentage, which I think is probably the best indicator of a, of a team, the Jets are fifth right now in the league, and I, I I don't think you can pick apart or or say that. I mean, Rick Bonus has been fantastic for this team right off the bat here, quarter way through the season. He's been awesome. He's got he's given them exactly what they need. It's a long way to go. There's three quarters of the season left to go here, but it's a great start. And this leads us into the conversation about Florida. Matthew Kachuk's first night held off the score sheet against Calgary. Panthers get stomped six two, uh, lose their sixth of their last seven. I think they've gone one three and three over their last seven games. By the way,
1: the over in Panthers games on a nine and zero run right now. Oh just, boy, just so you know. Oh yeah,
0: well, please are you trying, to me, you trying to
1: get me to bet on that. Uh, I have been betting on it. Have you been? And you've been winning. Well, yeah, I'm not betting the under. Jets, Unders at home, Panthers, Overs, wherever they 70, play.
0: 75 cents here and there, eh, Pistol? <laughs> you know it, brother.
1: <laughs> Just try to retire one day and leave you yeah, here at the studio.
0: <laughs> one, a little bit here and there, eh, hey, it all adds up to something. Um, this is a, you know what, and I wanted to talk about the Panthers yeah. and, and, and and Paul Murray. And the Panthers are going to be here in a little under a week. I think it's yeah. on Tuesday. Next Tuesday they're going to be here. I, I don't agree, and it's, of course, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty. I don't agree with how the Panthers dealt with their offseason. I think that you heard this from the players out of the dressing room after Huberdeau, after Uyghur got sent to Calgary. There was a lot of people that were shocked, upset about that move that was made. Okay, I think in terms of how it affected the dressing room, I think you're seeing that right now. Now, I'm I'm a I'm a Paul Maurice fan. I like Paul Maurice. I think he's a good coach. Um, but I think that there's also some issues there, um, in terms of, I think maybe there's players that didn't think that Andrew Burnett got a a good enough shake. You know, you have a team that wins the the president's uh, trophy, certainly uh, getting swept by the other Florida team. Not good enough, not good enough at all. And the team decided that they were going to make some, some pretty significant moves here. I think that those moves ultimately, uh, were unnecessary. Not to say that Calgary's lighting the world on fire. Um, but I, th- I think the Panthers are, are sort of dealing with uh, the growing pains of what is ultimately com- pretty much a completely different team. They've had injuries. Ekblad's back and, and all that other stuff here. Um, Everybody has injuries. Yeah. Again, I
1: hate that excuse. Look the, at the Winnipeg oh, Jets.
0: You know? Keep going. I want to hear Sorry. what else you well, have to say here.
1: I, no, I, I don't mean to cut you off. The one no, thing no, with, no, no. I like not. Andrew Burnett. Um, ended up. It ended his playing career at the, the Chicago Blackhawks, um, and you know it seems, by all accounts, like a great guy. I watched in that Lightning series one. There was one particular goal, and I think it was in a Lightning comeback win over the Panthers because they yeah. had a multi-goal comeback somewhere in that series. And Andrew Burnett, they they put the the camera on him like they almost always do after a you know some sort of backbreaking yeah. goal, and the guy just looked in over his head. And I I said that there's no way. No they, they were not good against the, the Capitals. They
0: weren't good with the Capitals. No, they weren't good. No. In that No, well, they either. almost
1: coughed that up too, right? Yeah. And it just didn't look like like I'm like I like Andrew Burnett, but he just seems like an assistant coach to me. And that's okay. what I said to myself. And I so I wasn't surprised. I was obviously very surprised when Paul Maurice went down there. Yeah, but I wasn't surprised that Andrew Burnett wasn't going to be their guy. Um, and now it seems like uh, you know maybe he was wasn't the problem in Florida. And yeah. and to be fair, Calgary, who basically you know swapped a bunch of players and talent with with Florida haven't had the greatest start to their season you yeah know?
0: you know I I'll go back to a moment and, and you know I and, know and Josh Allen hasn't won anything in the NFL and I'm going to bring a comparison here but the first time he was in the playoffs and he was in a dog fight um I I saw him on the bench and he looked like a deer in the headlights right. Um, oh God! You, you're you're a much bigger NFL guy. You can probably remember that game. Uh, but was I was the
1: Bills in the playoffs. It was
0: Bills in the playoffs. Oh. Josh Allen yeah. it was his first playoff game. He looked like he looked like he was in shock. I could see it. I could see it in my head. And I remember saying like, "Somebody's got to go talk to him." And Bills fan myself, but someone's got to go talk to him. But because he was just he was losing it. But I'm saying like it's all a growing experience and Andrew Burnett and stuff like that. I mean, he's a guy that's going to grow into that, into that Mm -hmm. role and maybe eventually will become a head coach. Maybe in that situation. Yeah. He was in over his head, but that's all an experience for him as a head coach too, as well. And you got to let him perhaps grow into that role. There's there's an issue right now with the Florida Panthers. I mean, they're out of the playoff spot right now, and this was a team that everybody had pegged as another team that was going to do it again. Was going to look to do it again, and perhaps had a better chance of doing it that year. But I, I think there's just too much issues, and I, I I don't think the locker room took took the moves. Well, I, I don't think that they did, and I think that's their biggest issue right now. I, I, I 100% believe. And then, you know, I understand, you know, Burnett didn't get a head coaching job in the – in he was up for the Jack Adams last year, didn't yeah. get a head coaching job. Now he's with New Jersey, and they're on one. They're on a big one. Uh, yeah. They're, they're on a heater. I, I You know, when Jim Jim and I were talking about this, he asked me if I thought they were going to make the playoffs, and we both thought that they would. I, I think we're seeing New Jersey start to emerge. I think this is who the New Jersey Devils are going to be for the, the next the little New bit. The New
1: Jersey Devils – uh, rebuild is going a whole lot better than one other team in New York that a lot of people are talking about in the Rangers.
0: Lafreniere, Capocaco. People I mean, people didn't think guys? Jack
1: used as much as something. How about now? Well I thought that was crazy to give him eight million in eight years and yeah. not prove Nico, it himself. Nico Heischer's on a big ticket. See, He's made their captain first overall pick in a week draft.
0: But uh it's all coming together. It's for like, his like team. that Tim Stutzler deal. You're gonna start seeing those now. They're gonna they're gonna start uh buying low and betting on players, give them their money before they've earned it. And you're going to see Jack Hughes and Tim Stutzla like the Hundred point Stutzloh guys model. making eight mil a year. when... You're, you're going to see yeah. that because they're yeah. going to give it to them when they're young, and they're going to say, yeah. "You mean you're going to give me you're going to give me fifty million bucks over the next eight years, or sixty four million dollars over the next eight years? Yeah, I, I, it's it's more. It's like they're going to get their money, but it's all about term now. It's about getting that term. Anyway, did you
1: did you talk about um, just really quick? Yeah. Did you talk yeah. about the stars in that Rupe Hints deal yesterday?
0: No, no, we okay. didn't have time to talk about it. So, Go ahead.
1: D- like quick synopsis, R- Rupe Hintz gets eight years, I think 8.25-ish million. Yeah, I love that deal too. I love it. The stars now, Jake Ottinger's 23 years old. He's under contract for like three more seasons. Um, they have Miro Heishkanen on the basically the exact same deal that uh, Rupe Hintz got. Mm-hmm. So max cap at of 8.25. They also have uh, Jason Robertson. Uh, he's Okay. He's playing pretty well right <laughs> now. Leading the league
0: in goals yeah. as last, last so of yesterday.
1: All four of those guys signed until a minimum of 2025. Um, Ottinger, I think the rest of them are 27 and beyond. They're mm-hmm. all like mid to young 20-year-olds, and their max cap hit on all four of those contracts is less than $9 million. Th- this the is, Dallas Stars yeah. are going to be here to stay.
0: This okay. is what I love about the Jake Ottinger, and it, particularly the Jason Robertson deal. 7.75 for Jason Robertson over the next four years. He's an RFA with arbitration at the end of it. They, they, yeah, they control him there, that yeah. one that next season. And it's the same with Ottinger. They have him at three more years. A guy that's going to be in the Vesna conversation at the end of it. Perhaps is going to get nominated. We don't, you don't know what's going to happen for 4 million bucks. They've done a really, really good job of managing these players. And, then this, and can, all credit to Jim nail GM for the stars. He's done a great job. I
1: think Tyler Sagan's making the most cash in the league this year. Um, So if they didn't have a contract, and Tyler Second's been okay, but if they didn't have a contract like that, you can go out and buy a Patrick Kane at the deadline. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.